You're listening to Doing Law Differently. Join me, Lucy Dickens, as I explore how the world's most progressive legal service providers are doing law differently. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Doing Law Differently podcast. I'm Lucy Dickens and today we're going to be talking about alternative fee arrangements. Now there are plenty of firms who are moving towards alternative fees, whether that be fixed fee, value-based, subscription or any other number of alternative fee arrangements, basically anything that's not selling time in six-minute units. But there are also plenty who haven't quite got there yet and who want to know where to start, who want to understand the difference between these different pricing models and how they can do it. I recently gave a presentation to the Law Society of Western Australia around nine strategies to make your law firm survive and thrive in the coming decade. And one of those strategies was to price on purpose, which is a phrase I borrowed and rightly attributed to Ron Baker, who I'll come back to a bit later on in the episode. But there was a lot of discussion on that point afterwards. And also in my coaching that I do with lawyers, one of the most common questions that we tackle in the coaching sessions is how to implement some of these alternative fee structures, how to move away from the billable hour. So this is episode one of a two-part series. This first episode that you're listening to today is going to be quite introductory in nature. I'm going to look at the what, why and how of fixed and value pricing and really touch on some of those preliminary questions that a lot of people have as they're thinking about making the shift or even just wanting to understand more what these alternative fee arrangements are all about. And then in two weeks time, I'm going to do a Q&A episode. So already I posed a question on LinkedIn and in a couple of Facebook groups that I'm in asking people for questions that they have around fixed and value pricing. And I have a whole stack all ready to go. And I'd love to hear your questions as well in response to this episode. And I'm going to be joined in that Q&A episode by John Chisholm, who is the co-founder of Innovim Group. He assists law firms to implement value-based pricing and has a lot of experience in this area. So John and I are basically going to tackle the Q&As together. We're going to have a discussion in response to the questions that you pose, and I think it will be a whole lot of fun. So keep that in mind as you listen to today's episode. If you've got questions, send them my way. Send them to me on LinkedIn or email lucy at lucydickens.com.au and John and I will be sure to tackle them for you. Before we get into today's episode though, I'm really excited to share that this episode has been sponsored by Legalite. Legalite Horizons is a new model which gives principal level lawyers the platform to grow their practice while still being fully supported. When you join Legalite, you'll join a recognized award-winning law firm and have access to their support staff, existing infrastructure and systems, and one-on-one mentoring. But best of all, you'll also get to keep the lion's share of what you bill, and you'll enjoy complete freedom to run your practice the way you want. So if you're looking for freedom and flexibility to practice the way you want, and let's be honest, who isn't, but perhaps you could do with some added support on the journey, find out more at legalite.com.au forward slash horizons. And if you're a dedicated listener, you'll know that Marianne was a guest of mine back on episode 24. So if you want a more behind the scenes look, go and check out episode 24 too. Okay, on to today's episode. So I've been experimenting with different pricing arrangements for basically my whole legal career. Back in 2010, our law firm was the first in Western Australia to introduce fixed fees for real estate settlements or conveyancing. Traditionally, these were charged on an ad valorem scale. So the more expensive a property, the more buyers and sellers were charged for the conveyance. Back then, we introduced a flat rate fee where we charged the same fee for the same service regardless of the price of the property. 
And this led to a big competition within the industry and eventually led to the abolition of the scale that kept settlement agent fees up. And they were quite high back at that time in 2010. As well as that pricing experience, I've also been involved in fixed fee pricing also since about 2010. We used to offer and still do offer fixed fees for several services. And more recently, over the last probably five years or so, have been implementing value pricing. And the approach that I and that our firm takes to pricing is a combination of fixed and value. And I'll touch more on that probably in the next session that I do with John, because I know that he'll have some interesting views on that too. So the point being that I'm asked all the time about pricing, particularly about fixed fee and how firms can make the shift from selling time to charging prices and putting a price tag on their service. So the three things I'm going to look at with you today are number one, what is the difference between fixed and value pricing. Number two, why we want to look at them. And number three, an introductory look at how we go about doing it, mainly around understanding the value of the services that you provide. So number one, fixed versus value. There are a lot of different definitions out there of fixed and value pricing. And I recently completed the practice management course through the College of Law. And in that alone, I came across in the reading for that alone, I came across several different definitions. I think the easiest way to distinguish is that fixed pricing is about pricing the service that you're going to deliver or that you will deliver and value pricing is about pricing the outcome or the client. So when I talk about fixed pricing, what I mean is where we're offering one price for a standard set of services. So you charge the same amount to every client as long as the service is within a scope that you've set. Cost of production is one factor that goes into this price, so the time it takes to deliver is part of it, but it is not the only factor. It's also fixed in the sense that you're charging a set amount for the service, but that set amount is also fixed for each client. And when I talk about productizing legal services, it's that definition of fixed pricing that I apply there. Some people also talk about fixed pricing to mean where they quote each client, but rather than give an estimate of time, they effectively give the dollar amount equivalent and say that they'll charge that much. But really, that's just time billing by another name. So fixed price, we're pricing a service. Value pricing, on the other hand, is about pricing the outcome or the worth of the service that you're providing to that particular client, not about what it costs you to deliver. And so with this approach, the amount that you charge varies for each client, depending again on a number of factors, including things like the complexity of the matter, the service delivery method, the value that the client receives from it. There's much more variability here because we're not setting one price for one service and then giving it to everybody. We're setting one price for one service for one client. So every client receives a unique quote and you're probably not going to charge the same person the same price for the same service, possibly ever. An example I often use to try and give a bit of context around this is one of debt collection. Think about a letter of demand, which is often the entry point for debt collection. If you're charging on a fixed price basis, you will charge, let's say, $500 for that letter of demand. And like I said before, we're dealing within a particular scope here. So let's go a straightforward letter of demand where there's an invoice that's not been paid. And we're not looking at legal complexities about whether or not money is due or there's a contract or any of that kind of stuff. We're just talking about the letter of demand. So if we're charging a fixed price, we might charge, say, $500 for that letter, regardless of the amount of the debt or any of the other surrounding circumstances. 
But if we're charging on a value basis, we're going to consider other factors to work out what we should charge and what value the client places on this service. So things you might consider would include, for example, the size of the debt. If this is a $5 million debt, then this letter is probably a bit more valuable to your client than a $5,000 debt. And there are some other things that you would probably consider in that case too, but we're going to come back to those a bit later when I talk to you about the how. We're bombarded with messages about why we need to change our business, but not so much practical advice about how to actually go about it. My new ebook is jam-packed with 80 practical tips to help you firm your foundations, sort your strategy and optimize your operations. Get your copy at doinglawdifferently.com.au forward slash thrive. So that's the clearest way I find to think about the distinction. Fixed pricing, we're pricing a service. Value-based pricing, we're pricing a client. Number two, the second thing to talk about today is why. Why should we be exploring fixed and value pricing? Well, the answer to that one is simpler because clients don't actually want to buy time. What they want is solutions to their problems. A few episodes ago, I did an episode talking about the foundations to redesign your business. And one of the topics that I touched on then was about understanding your customers, understanding your clients. And I touched on this message in more detail in that episode, but at its core, what I say is that clients don't want to buy time. They want solutions to their problems. The only reason they engage you in the first place is because they need your help. They want you to help them achieve a certain outcome. Peter Drucker famously said that the customer never buys a product. By definition, the customer buys the satisfaction of a want. The customer buys value. So they're not interested in buying time. I know time is what we sell and what we've traditionally sold, but they don't engage us because they think, oh, I'd like to buy six minutes of a lawyer's time today. They engage us because they want what we can do with that time, right? They want the application of our information, knowledge, expertise. That's what it is that they're after. So while lawyers typically advertise their services by listing their skills and expertise, what people really want is not a list of our skills and expertise. They don't want our time. They want to see solutions. So when we can go from listing those skills to saying how we apply them to your unique circumstances and help you to achieve the outcome that you're after, suddenly the value that we provide goes up a whole nother level. And when you start to understand these things, that's when you can start to think about the question of value. Which leads me to point number three, which is how. And this is really all about understanding value. I mentioned Ron Baker at the beginning of this episode. He is an author of several books and founder of Verisage. And he talks about pricing on purpose. And that's the title of one of his books. And I really love this phrase because it calls out that so often we don't price on purpose. We just record time and then charge whatever the end total is. Although we probably discount it a little bit because we think that that might make us look better. And maybe our clients will be more willing to pay that bill if they can see that we already knocked a little bit off. So in order to price on purpose, you need to truly understand your clients, understand what's bothering them, understand their objectives, know why and how this is important to them and what value you will provide. And when you start to do this, you will start to realize that value is subjective. There's a really great example about the price of water that demonstrates this point really, really well. And I've heard this from a few people over the years in different presentations, but most recently I heard it repeated by Ron Baker. Ron distinguishes between the cost, price and value of a product or service, but leaving that fine distinction aside for the time being, 
Let me share the analogy with you. Think about the cost of water. If you're getting your water from your kitchen sink, turning on the tap in the kitchen sink, you're probably paying a couple of cents a litre. If you're buying it from a supermarket, the price goes up. Now you're probably paying a few dollars a litre. And if you buy it from a fancy restaurant, if you're out for a nice dinner, then that price goes up even more. So already we've got three different price points for what is essentially the same product. Now think about what you'd pay for water if you were in a desert and you were dying of thirst. Because when you're in that situation, water suddenly becomes a whole lot more valuable. And then how about the reverse situation? If your house is flooded, and we've recently had lots of storms over here in Perth, and there have been plenty of people whose houses have been flooded, when you're in that situation, suddenly water has a negative value because now you have to pay not only to get rid of it, but also for the damage that it's caused to your house. So you can see just from that example how value is so subjective, right? It depends on the circumstances that you're in as to what value you're going to attribute to something, whether it's going to be a positive value or perhaps even a negative value. Think back now to the debt collection example that I shared with you before. One indicator of value for that client is the size of the debt. But there are many other things that we might consider if we were trying to work out the value of our service to that client. Perhaps the business is about to go under if the debt isn't paid on time. Or maybe they just need a portion of it to kind of keep their business going. That person is going to place a whole lot more value on getting paid than the person with the $5,000 debt who also has stacks of cash in the bank account and they would just like this to be paid but, you know, it can be paid as a matter of course. So in order to understand the value you provide, you need to ask a whole host of questions that you probably might not otherwise have done to really understand your client, their objectives and understand the bigger picture. And that involves having a conversation with them. Stephen Brown of Lynn and Brown Lawyers shared his firm's approach to that conversation with me back in episode 17. And I've had so much great feedback about that episode, particularly how Stephen is just so honest and upfront about what that looks like and how value pricing has been implemented in his firm and what they've seen from it. So if this idea of having a value conversation, trying to get your head around what value means to your clients is something that is important to you or that you're trying to work on right now, I definitely recommend going back and having a listen to episode 17 with Stephen Brown. The purpose of that conversation then is to understand the issues, understand your client's objectives, and for you to try and work out what value you can create. So we've looked at number one, the difference between fixed and value pricing. Number two, what clients really want to buy. That is, they want solutions to their problems, not time. And number three, understanding value. And we have really only scraped the surface on this because I know when you're getting into it, when you're first getting started, this is really quite tricky to get your head around. So what I would challenge you to do is to start thinking about what value you provide already. Start having those value conversations now, even if you're still working your way to value pricing, even if you're still trying to build up to your first ever fixed price quote or your value price quote. Start having those conversations now so you can get a feel for the kinds of questions you need to ask and the kind of responses you get and just kind of get yourself comfortable with the conversation. Whenever I talk about price, I always finish by saying that pricing is an art, not a science, because there is no formula. And when people ask me what to charge and expect that I kind of have the magic number, I don't. 
But what it really is, as with all change in our businesses, I suppose, is a learning curve. And the sooner you can start thinking about the concepts, having the conversations, preparing scopes and quotes, and putting numbers and price tags on services, the sooner you'll be able to learn from what you're doing and iterate and you'll get better. We'll all get better. So I have a list of questions that I'm often asked when it comes to pricing. I've already added a ton of questions to that list from the posts that I shared on social media recently, and I look forward to receiving your questions to also add to the list too. So if you have them, send them my way on LinkedIn, send me a message or email me at lucy at lucydickens.com.au. And as I mentioned, John Chisholm is going to join me and we're going to together do a Q&A style podcast episode that I think will be a whole lot of fun and also really, really valuable. Also, if you want to share your experience with implementing different fee arrangements, I'd love to hear from you. As I said at the beginning, pricing is a topic that people are really, really interested in. So I'd love to share some more practical examples. So if that is you, then please get in touch. That's all from me. Next week, I'm speaking to Carly Stebbing, who is the founder of Resolution 123. Carly has become my poster child for niche positioning, and I reckon you will love learning about her firm. So look forward to that one next Tuesday. See you then. Thanks again for tuning in to Doing Law Differently. If you enjoyed the episode, I'd love you to share it with someone else who you think will love it too. You can find all our past episodes at doinglawdifferently.com.au.